Hello and welcome back to Tivating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our national treasure, Aaron Tivate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and in honor of the Christmas holiday next week, I wanted this week's episode to be all about our favorite Hallmark Christmas prince, the crowned prince of Galwick, James. It sounds silly, but Aaron's role as Prince James is what pushed me from being interested in Aaron and his work to really diving in deep to who he was and his decades worth of work and performances. He's so dreamy as Prince James, and I know I'm not alone in thinking that. So sassy, so sarcastic, but also pretty vulnerable. One Royal Holiday has become one of my top comfort movies, and I honestly watch it all year long. I love that the movie was cast with so many Broadway actors, Aaron, Laura Osnes, Victoria Clark, Crystal Joy Brown, Tom McGowan, and now the Peloton star instructor, Bradley Rose. The cast and their chemistry is just beautiful to see and watch unfold on screen. Lara is a seasoned Hallmark actress who has been in many films before and since One Royal Holiday. But one of the things that is so unique about this cast is that they were all able to be cast together during the pandemic when Broadway was shut down and they were all out of work. Hallmark demonstrated that the work could go on and they could safely produce a movie with a stellar cast. In an interview with TV Insider, Aaron says that he was, quote, sent the script for one royal holiday out of the blue. It was so simple, straightforward, heartwarming, and meaningful, end quote. He went on to say that it was wonderful to get to work so early in this new world of the pandemic and see that it could work. And when it came to the timing of receiving the script and filming while Broadway was dark due to the pandemic, he said, in true Aaron fashion, that he was just very grateful. Aaron and Laura have been friends for a long time, and they've had the opportunity to do small performances together, such as duets at Elsie Fest. But they had never actually worked on a big project from start to finish together until one royal holiday. While filming in Connecticut, the cast was in their own little bubble, staying in the inn in which the movie was actually filmed. And in the TV Insider interview, Aaron said, quote, There was something comforting in knowing that we were all in this together. And something that I didn't realize till afterwards is that in a time that is so not normal, once the cameras were rolling, I got to do something that was very normal. And that was quite a gift, end quote. Our beloved Prince James is from the fictional European country of Galwick, so of course our prince needed an accent. And apparently, Aaron initially presented the idea of him doing a Scandinavian accent in honor of his own ancestry. But he ultimately ended up going with a upper-class British accent to sell the royalty factor of being a prince. Now, Prince James, he's not the first character that Aaron has played that's required him to speak with an accent. As we know, he spoke with that French dialect and British accent when he played our favorite revolutionary Angeras in Les Mis. There's so much to get into about the charming and sassy pieces of Prince James, but I think one piece of Prince James that deserves its own section for discussion is the sweater. You know the one. That gorgeous, cream-colored gem that Prince James wears to go on a walk into town with Anna and then to give us that dreamy Christmas waltz scene. The costume designer for the movie was looking for something that would be authentic, rugged, 
but still sexy. Initially, they were going to go with a wool fisherman sweater that both she and Aaron thought was gorgeous, yet they had to take into account that even though this was a Christmas movie, they were filming it in July, in the middle of summer, and a wool sweater just was not feasible. Since the cast and crew had to remain in their little Connecticut bubble while filming, online shopping really came into the rescue, and J. Crew gave us the sweater that we now know and love. Aaron actually asked to keep that sweater after filming, and I can't help but wonder if he still wears it from time to time. One Royal Holiday incorporates so many Christmas activities as a part of a Kentsbury Christmas. From caroling, to carriage rides, seeing Santa, to the tree decorating, and the candlelight sing-along, and I mean, even the gingerbread contest. If you're going to have a movie full of Broadway actors, there has to be singing, right? But that came with some challenges because for this movie, they were not Broadway actors. They were a prince, a nurse, a queen, a security detail, and a town mayor, and an innkeeper. So should they sing like Broadway stars? Aaron said he approached the singing with the mindset that maybe James can sing, but he's just reluctant to do it as he was with so many other factors in the movie. But by the time that he does sing Joy to the World with Anna at the candlelight sing-along, that shows that by this time, Anna has helped break down his walls and become more comfortable, which gives him the ability to let go and join in the song. I know that Aaron and Laura sing Winter Wonderland for the intro of the movie, but I'm also so grateful that they figured out a way for him to sing in the actual movie itself. The world needs to hear that unicorn voice whenever possible. And not only does he sing, but he does the waltz. In a tux, no less. It's crazy to think that the waltz was actually Lara's idea and that it wasn't initially in the script, and Aaron and Lara practiced the waltz on their own in a parking lot before filming that scene. He said that he felt a lot of pride in their effort to learn the waltz because it paid off big time while filming. Prince James goes through quite the personality transformation throughout the movie. When we first meet him, we learn that he's still working through the emotions and grief of losing his father, the king, a year earlier. He is very uptight, closed off to those around him as he struggles to fill his father's shoes in in order to give the annual Christmas address that he's expected to give in Galwick. He's not prepared for the positive, upbeat Anna to walk into his life. Some of his best, sassy lines come out during their first few meeting scenes. James rolls his eyes at Anna when she offers him a Christmas cruller. Not just then, he's a professional eye roller throughout the first half of the movie. He makes snide side comments in the car about Anna's driving and mocks the Christmas Eve pajama ball, and then once they arrive at the inn, he tries to refuse to carry his own bags. Sorry, Prince James. No bellmen at the Kentsbury Inn. And have you ever heard of a pillow menu? I don't think I had until Prince James came down to request one. Is that even a good idea? Do you personally have a type of pillow that you prefer over others? I don't think I've even tried enough different pillows in order to have a preference. His face when Anna sarcastically tells him that he's very brave for surviving one night is classic. The Christmas parade brings about more Prince James sassiness starting with Anna telling him that they can attend the parade if they're snowed in. And he says, 
how can you have a parade in these conditions? Then he swears his dress shoes are waterproof until he's proven wrong and steps in a puddle. The carriage after the parade is also the start of the sweet side of Prince James. He starts to open up to Anna about his anxieties of giving the Christmas address and following in his father's footsteps, and he delivers another Prince James classic line when Anna tells him he should never read the social media comments, and he says, well, I know that now. However, one of my favorite Prince James and Anna interactions happen that evening after they decorate the tree and Anna catches James looking for a midnight snack since there's no room service at Kentsbury. Um, I see you have this whole uh, Captain Von Trapp thing going on here. I know you don't think I understand that reference, but I do, and it's an honor. Hmm. Well, if we end up still having a pajama ball, I mean, you would win. Best dressed? Most dressed. Then he really finally relaxes in the recliner and we can see his walls are really breaking down. I mean, that exhale he gives, followed by Anna's, there it is. That's the turning point for Prince James in the movie, in my opinion. Finally, the part of the movie comes where our national treasure's unicorn voice can shine. He joins Anna at the town's candlelight sing-along, and this magic occurs. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing and heaven and heaven and nature sing joy to the world the savior reigns let all their songs employ while fields and floods rocks hills and plains repeat the sounding joy Repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Okay, so by that point, the romance is there. We can see it, we've been wanting it, we've been craving it, it's happening. However, it wouldn't be a true Hallmark Christmas movie if they didn't build up these sweet romantic moments only to have them come crashing down. In this case, after the sing-along, James gets a call from the Galwick Palace and a photo of he and Anna has gone viral and that the message is that he doesn't care about the people of Galwick since he's staying so much in the U.S. And in response, Anna tells him that he should return to Galwick and the look on Prince James's face is just one of heartbreak. So he leaves. But we knew he'd be back, right? Like, we knew it. But we were also sad when he left. I don't know how Aaron does it, but when he brings out Thierry Tveit like he did in his Christmas address in Galwick, it gets me every time. Even though I've seen One Royal Holiday many times, the tears still well up in my eyes when I see him cry. The tears stay because when James comes back to Anna looking dapper in his tux, it's one of the most romantic scenes to exist. The way he looks at her when she talks about his father is just so, so special. 
The way the movie ends with the Christmas waltz and James gifting Anna her own royal slippers, which I think is a nod to Lara having played Cinderella on Broadway, just leaves us wanting more. And it turns out that we as the audience aren't the only ones who want more. Aaron told TV Insider that even before filming started, they were already joking about what could be next. One royal wedding, one royal baby, new duets in each, I mean, there's so many options to keep this cast together and keep the storylines rolling. He said that whenever they want to start shooting, just let them know. So, Hallmark Channel, the ball's in your court. One Royal Holiday was Aaron's first Hallmark movie role, and he shared that he discovered how popular these movies actually are when his dad told him that his golf friends were excited to hear that Aaron would be starring in one. He told TV Insider that, quote, it just goes to show the wide reach that these movies have to people and how much they love them. And that's a great thing, right? You get to come together and tune into these great stories with your family, and it can become a part of everyone's holiday experience. And they want to see it every year. And that's a special thing to be a part of. End quote. On that note, I'm going to wrap up this episode and probably go press play on one royal holiday to get my Prince James fix for the day. I do sincerely hope that one day there will be a sequel because this movie and this cast, it's just too good to only have one. Thank you so much for listening today and I hope you all have the best holiday and are able to celebrate with friends and family. If you're looking for more fun Aaron content, you can follow me on Instagram at Tevading underscore patiently and on TikTok at Tevading Patiently. Hope to have you back here in 2023 for episode 27. Until my-